1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Bop Kids, Kids Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com slash concert week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and two door cinema club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's dot com.
3: Ken is out for now. Uh, Deborah's here. And uh, we have Blake Trolley connected. Okay, because we're going to talk to Blake about the uh, shocking shooting in the Benedict Canyon area, just a block from where I used to live for 14 years. Very secluded, peaceful, nice neighborhood infiltrated, but I don't know what, but you ended up with three women shot to death in a car, four wounded. Uh, Two of them ended up in the uh, hospital, uh, very seriously hurt. And uh, the police not giving out much detail, and the media not covering it all that much. And uh, that's why Blake is
4: here. Yeah, go Yeah, Go ahead. (laughs) Well, first of all, I was just going to say I'm very jealous you live there. You know, when I was there on Saturday, it looks like you're in Central California in there, especially up yeah. in those roads. It's a very secluded, very beautiful neighborhood where you, you really have no idea that you're anywhere near L.A. And I think the where this happened is so important. So I do want to just reiterate how nice of Yeah, a no, it was my v-
3: favorite place I ever lived in my life. And we only moved to because uh, the kids were going to a school that was a little too far away. But I, I love that area. And it was as peaceful and beautiful as you can get. And at the time we bought the house, it was the prices weren't that high. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now they've exploded. I wish we had held on to the house. We would have made a lot of money. But, yeah, that's important to note the setting here, that this was a highly unusual uh, murder shootout.
4: Yeah, John, you know at this point police are still trying to piece together what exactly happened at this gathering at this short-term rental. In fact, LAPD t- told me today, detectives are still canvassing the area for surveillance footage. A homeowners group says police have actually reached out to them for footage. No arrests have been made, but here's what we know. Saturday morning around 2:30 a.m., multiple 911 car- calls start pouring in as neighbors heard gunshots. More than 30 shots were fired in this uh, shooting, which Thanks. has been ex- uh, more than 30 Yeah, and and different shell casings. So, you know, police say this was some sort of shootout. So, police showed up. They found three women dead inside a parked car. Two of those women are from Illinois, one is from Arizona, and we're being told that two of those women are mothers. Uh, Police found two people outside the car wounded from the shooting, which at this point is, again, being described as a targeted gun battle, not an, or just, yeah, as a targeted gun battle. Not a random attack exactly not a random attack now two other people were wounded but they actually went to the hospital in private cars before police made it to the scene otherwise yeah details pretty tight investigators say witnesses to the shooting left before police arrived which of course that's going to cause challenges uh police at this point they're not even confirming whether or not everybody at this house was at a party or what type of gathering was even going down neighbors say they saw cars taking off after shots were fired uh here's a woman who lives down the street she says she's shocked by this shooting
2: and they, I was like, what happened? I live right here. They were like, well, where do you live? I was like, just down right there. They were like, go home. And I was like, okay.
4: <laughs> was it pretty scary when cops told you to go home?
2: I was like, okay, okay, I'll go. It was, yeah, it just was very tense.
4: Gotcha. You say there are more rentals in the area than there have been?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, as the 60s generation died out, they, you know, level the houses, remodel them, flip them, um, a lot of most of them are rentals, and I don't really know anyone on the streets anymore.
4: And you know, John, I looked online. I found four rentals in the area, and they're each going for—I mean, besides one of them, they're all going for more than two thousand dollars a night. And um, holy it, mackerel! And two you know, thousand a night? More than two thousand dollars a night? And I—and—and and now that's sixty thousand a month. Yeah, The money that's being made off this is insane. And I think as we see more of this happening, we're going to be seeing more pushback. Um, As you remember, it wasn't that long ago. It was just in November in the Hollywood Hills. There was one of these short-term Airbnbs that an Instagram influencer was staying at. And uh, armed robbers showed up, put guns in two people's faces, took off with more than a million dollars worth of property. And again, just from this shooting alone, we're already seeing some pushback. The Benedict Canyon Association, uh, you know, it's renewing its call to have these short-term rentals banned from the Santa Monica Mountains. President David Caden sent me an email. He says he wants legislation banning rentals again in these mountains, and uh, I had a chance to catch up with him. And from the email that you sent me, you said a lot of these houses are being rented, and then they're basically being used from there as a venue to sell admission, correct?
5: That's correct. They're acting as a commercial enterprise, and there's no commercial enterprises allowed in the canyons, and we see what could be a problem with those. This is the third Uh, the third homicide in two and a half years in the Benedict Canyon area Mm. there were two in August 2020 and this last tragic one.
4: So what is this like for you guys because obviously these don't always rise to the point of you know taking on any sort of news attention but you're dealing with these a lot it sounds like.
5: It's a nightmare for the people who live near where there is a party house. The parties go on f- until the middle of the night, noise, uh, trash tossed around, parking is very, uh, is taken up, and that's just really, really bad for the neighbors who do live around them.
4: Can you share with us some stories, some anecdotes you've heard about parties in the area?
5: Uh, some parties last until in the middle of the night with music blasting, like uh, like it's at a regular concert, of an, like the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, they have huge speakers they rent out. There's hundreds of people milling around, walking around, going in and out, and they can go till 2, 3 in the morning and... Uh, it's just it, it's just a nightmare uh, the next morning trash when the residents come out They see trash strewn about all over the place. So it, it's it's no good and that's aside from the safety issues of course
4: And he says, you know, one reason he thinks the city has not taken any action on this, John, is that the city's making too much money on permitting these and uh, nobody wants to switch off that money valve. He says homes can be fined for this, this system of charging admission for parties, but they're making so much money. Those fines are just a cost of doing business. So
3: if you want to have a party... You, you get a permit from the city and you pay the city?
4: I don't believe that's what he's saying. He's just talking about the short-term rental permits in general, just having oh, a short-term if you, rental. Oh, if you, want yeah.
3: a, if you want to have a short-term yes. rental, you pay a permit right. fee to the city. Oh, that was that's, his uh, understanding of this, and I'm, and I'm still we're... looking into this, Yeah, John, yeah. This is... I, I hadn't heard that before. Um, well, this 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 is this is just terrible because when we moved there, it, w- it was in the '90s, and what that woman said about the generation from the '60s—that's uh, what it was because you could get a house up there for sixty thousand dollars. So these people, and a lot of them, people worked in the entertainment industry. They bought the house, you know, nineteen seventy for sixty thousand dollars, and they just stayed there. And that generation is dying out. When we showed up, we were with uh, many other families who were just moving in who had young kids. Right? It was the changeover of the generation. And we moved out of there 14 years ago, and I guess the old generation died off. The kids, like in our case, have grown up. And now, what's moved in are investors who bought the homes from the old generation and has now flipped them into Airbnbs, basically setting up miniature hotels. I mean, if you can make 60 grand a month.
4: Yeah, and, and, you know, it's funny because you're talking about buying these homes when they were cheaper. Now, you know, people are able to sell them for millions and millions of dollars. It's a beautiful area. But, you know, one concern that he had, and it sounds like some other homeowners have, is that this is actually going to drive house prices back down. So Some people are buying these really expensive, but as this becomes more and more of a thing, these short-term rentals, people having these massive parties up there, there are some concerns that this could actually drive property values the opposite direction of where they've headed.
3: Now, a friend of mine who lives up there told me that yesterday the police helicopters came back and the police came back and the story was is that uh, somebody was breaking into that house and the speculation that the bad guys went back into the house to maybe to co- take some evidence
4: away you
3: heard anything about that?
4: No, I have not. It's been really hard to get any sort of updates, but I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, That's f- Something we'll definitely f- f- have to follow run by that home.
3: tip because uh, the, yeah. the guy who told me is usually right on. He's very involved in the neighborhood, and he's been talking to the police. and And something went on yesterday, a- a- as a follow up, uh, and and the the neighbors are organizing to try to get this sort of thing banned because it's intolerable.
4: Yeah, well, we will definitely follow up on that uh, on that lead. And, and you know, they did say they were going to have some they might have some sort of uh, update today. So I'll be sure to let you know, John, if I find anything. All right. Out. All right. Blake, thanks very much. Yeah, you got it. Blake Trolley, KFI News.
3: It's that's uh, just it's just terrible. This, this Airbnb thing. Uh, I, I mean, some people are really bastards, right? They know they're living in a peaceful neighborhood. They know exactly who they're renting to. They know it's going to cause a huge disruption. At least it's going to be a loud party that's going to keep everybody up all night to 3 in the morning. And then there are certain elements that have the money for this party. And look what you got. You got a shootout. You got three women getting killed. You got four other people getting shot. Well, why would you bring that into a nice neighborhood? Why why buy into a nice neighborhood and and then scare the hell out of people and destroy it? I mean, there's still a lot of families there with kids. You know, you want to... I just don't understand I, I guess greed completely warps and blinds people they just they just can't resist the deal at least pay attention to who you're renting to
2: no so it's the same thing is going on in in my neighborhood and it amazes me when i when i see a house for rent in my neighborhood i'm always so worried about who's going to end up there first of all people are not taking care of the houses they have these uh very scary dogs that are out there to uh to protect them and uh, a police officer actually did tell me that the reason that uh, a, a lot of these people have the pit bulls just sitting in the yards oh, is because great. they want to be alerted when the police are coming in case, uh, you know, they they don't know if the, right. it's just it's well, it's it's a whole different element. It, it's it's so crazy. No, it's it's, it's like a gang
3: element. And there's a lot of drugs going on and other illegal activities. So, yeah, they, they need a warning from the dogs to keep the – and, you know, to run interference at least for uh, 30 seconds.
6: And
2: these houses are expensive. I mean, yeah. as you heard, Blake, I mean, $2,000 a night. I, I don't even know where these people get the money, I guess, if you're
3: – Well, that's what makes me suspicious. Yeah. Who gets that money? Right, exactly. Because people who make that money legitimately would not have parties like that, right. would not have pit bulls on the front lawn. Right. This 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 sounds like drug money or some other organized crime kind exactly. of type of money, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And of course, the city gets a cut, so they don't care. All right, uh, good work, Blake. Uh, we'll have more coming up. John and Ken show. Oh, we got uh, we got a thousand dollars to give away in just minutes. Thousand bucks. Ken is out right now. I just want to follow up on this uh, on the shooting in my uh, my old neighborhood uh, up in the Benedict Canyon region. This is the, uh, by the way, the news media reported this so badly over the weekend. It is funny. I mean, I, I've seen this before occasionally when we've had news stories on us and how much they get wrong. And you realize, well, if they're getting it wrong on me, they're getting stuff wrong all day on everybody else, too. Well, same thing with this neighborhood that we used to live in. First of all, they identified it as Beverly Crest. Never once in 14 years did I hear anyone describe it as Beverly Crest. I never heard that term, ever. Not once. And I'm looking on TV and I'm yelling at the TV. It's like, no, it's not known as that. It's actually part of Los Angeles, first of all. It's north of Beverly Hills. It's in the Beverly Hills zip code. So they call it Beverly Hills Post Office, which I realize is not a sexy name. But it's it's not Beverly Crest. And uh, then, then the, the idea in a neighborhood like that, you'd have like seven people shot at three o'clock in the morning during an alleged party. Outdoors, I mean that's just outrageous. So they also odd is that three women were killed. They were all sitting in a car. From what we're told now, at first it was supposed to be two guys and a woman who were killed, and they ran with that all day and all night, and that turned about, turned out to be incorrect. Uh, anyway, they identified these these women who were not. I mean, they're young, but they're not that young. Ayana Hutton, age 33, of Chicago. Nina Davis, 29, of Bolingbrook, Illinois, which is near Chicago. And then Destiny Sims, age 26, from Buckeye, Arizona. Now, what are they doing? Because two of them had children. Uh, Destiny Sims has, has three children. She's the one from Arizona. Uh, Nina Davis also has children, but not clear how many she has. And the Nayana Hutton, who's the oldest, is 33. So who are these women? And what are they doing at the party or in the car at 3 in the morning? And why did they get shot? <clears throat> and, and as Blake Trolley mentioned, the police aren't talking at all. So when the police aren't talking, let's just go by the Idaho case, right? They never talked much. They never gave out many details because they knew who it was early on and they needed time to gather the evidence and build a case before they finally arrested Brian Koberger, because you don't want to arrest a guy and then have to release him, because when you arrest them, you have to charge him within 48 hours, and then you want the charges to stick beyond a reasonable doubt. So i got to believe there, there were a lot of guys hanging out in the sidewalk I saw in the video. Somebody must have talked. Somebody must have said who did the shooting, Not only that, the cars were were probably captured by a lot of video security cameras in the neighborhood. What's really freaky to me, at least, is all those cars had to pass my old house because there was no other way to get out of that. It's it's a series of dead-end roads, cul-de-sacs, and there's there's no way to get out unless you come down uh, to exactly where my house is. Like, my house faced this road. Straight on, right? It was a T-intersection. And if you come out of my driveway and go straight up the road, quarter of a mile on the right side, you'd come to the shooting, uh, shooting site. Um, and, and the three women were sitting inside a parked car. The home was worth at least $3 million. Um, and people who knew them are, are writing, you know, memorials online. Um, but there's just, there's just not, no, no details, no coverage at all comparatively to the Monterey park or the, uh, or the, uh, mushroom farm shooting up in uh, half moon Bay. So I I, I wonder what's up. I, I mean, Lake Charlie mentioned $2,000 a night for some of the homes on, on, on the short-term rental sites. I'm looking at an L.A. Times story that says some of the homes are renting out for $7,500 a night. Now, who's got that kind of money? What kind of guys who engage in a shootout and kill three women, what do you think they do for a living? And that's being brought into these quiet neighborhoods? Guys who engage in shootouts and can afford $7,500 a night? And I realize they'd be, and you know, if it's true that the city is getting a cut of these Airbnb permits, well, that's a huge scandal. And good luck taking on what? The L.A. City Council? What kind of cut are the council people getting to allow this sort of thing? You know, they wouldn't want this in their neighborhood. The, uh. They said one of one of the one of the neighbors says uh, house parties at the rented homes were common during COVID, uh, during the COVID lockdown because they couldn't go to the clubs. Yeah, this 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 has got to end. Because this can come to anybody's neighborhood right away. This is not just an uh, an LA thing or a Benedict Canyon thing. You if you have if you have somebody in your neighborhood and they sell out, I heard investors are scooping these up just because they can get so many thousands a night. And I think that can happen in any a suburban setting. I mean, you've got to make sure your town doesn't allow this. There are a number of towns that have banned short-term Airbnb rentals in residential areas. Uh, I mean, that, that, that should be an absolute. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampo. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Ken is away right now. KFI giving you a chance to win a two-night stay at Southern California's premier oceanfront destination, taradea Resort. Breathtakingly situated on 102 acres atop the Palos Verdes Peninsula with endless views of the Pacific Ocean. Winners will stay in an ocean view suite, play a round of golf or two at the links, and have dinner at Catalina Kitchen. And you can unwind to Terranea's award-winning spa and wellness center. You could lounge by one of their four ocean view pools or dine at one of their eight distinctive on-site restaurants. Just go to Terranea.com and learn more about the resort and visit KFI AM 640 on Instagram and enter to win a stay at this luxury resort that's right here at home that feels like a million miles away. All right, uh, A lot of your uh, kids may be on Snapchat. So we're going to uh, engage in a period of finger-wagging. You ought to pay attention to this. This is real. Uh, the The FBI and the Justice Department are investigating Snapchat's role in poisoning your children with fentanyl. Yeah. It turns out that if you're not familiar with Snapchat, all the communications are encrypted and the messages disappear. They self-destruct. And that is perfect for drug dealers who try to get uh, y- young kids, teenagers, to, to buy uh, fentanyl and die. Uh, they have interviewed parents of children who have died from drug overdoses. And they're looking at the social media accounts, Snapchat in particular, to trace the suppliers So they subpoenaed records from Snapchat and found that the teenagers thought they were buying prescription painkillers, you know, to get the buzz from the opioids. But instead, they swallowed pure fentanyl. Boy, this is serious evil. These bastards that are selling pure fentanyl pills to teenage kids. Now fentanyl is a hundred times more potent than than morphine, which is why you end up dying. Um, they're gonna have they're going to have a, a a House committee investigation as well and she uh, well there's this woman who's speaking at this uh, House Energy and Commerce Committee conference named Laura Marquez Garrett. She's an attorney with the Social Media Victims Law Center. And it's all about Snapchat and fentanyl. She says the death of American children by fentanyl poisoning is not a social media issue. It's a Snapchat issue. And Snap is the parent company of Snapchat. They're based here in Santa Monica. There's so much illegal drug use that Snap claims it removed more than 400,000 accounts that was posting drug content. Um, and, the, you know, the, the, issue, the spokeshole issued the blah, blah. We're doing our part to fight the national fentanyl poisoning crisis. Yeah, and a lot of it's being funneled through your uh, your particular social media channel. Listen to this. The number, the median number of fentanyl overdoses among teenagers went up over 100% in two years. Fentanyl deaths went up 182% between 2019 and 2021. Like during the lockdown. I don't think that was a coincidence. Kids were bored with nothing to do and they were getting, the algorithm was feeding them uh, Snapchat messages uh, to buy what they thought were painkillers. And it turned out I mean, was this stuff being delivered like uh, Amazon packages to the front door? Doorbell would ring and kid would go out. Oh, the packages for me, mom.
1: Wouldn't shock me. And it's, are you on Snapchat? I have a Snapchat. Yeah, I don't really use it anymore. Do they have an algorithm feeding you? Not, uh, not like an algorithm like an Instagram or a Facebook. It's more sending messages to people and then the messages and it's, sending messages or pictures or videos, and that's what disappears. Right. It's a one-to-one. Yes. Okay. Or you can post to, post a story that anybody you're friends with can view.
3: Because I'm trying to figure out how how the, the, the drug pushers are identifying the individual kids and coaxing them to buy the, the opioids.
1: Oh, they they're probably posting on their story pictures of the product and saying, for sale, or, hey, oh. hit me up. I have what you need kind oh, of thing. And
3: kids can see those stories. They could access. Yes. So, I yes. see so that part's public. Yes. I see. Because um, California's got one of the uh, sky, they have skyrocketing rates of, of, of opioid poisoning. Uh, and the, uh, there's a woman here. Let me find her name. Because she is on Snapchat's, Safety Advisory Council. Oh, it's oh, it's a man. Uh, Jim Carroll. He used to be the drug czar for the White House. And he says the drug traffickers are always going to go where the young people are. And what Carroll says, I do believe that Snapchat has been more widely used for facilitating drug sales than the other pa- platforms because it's so popular among the young. Snap has 363 million daily active users, according to its Quarterly earnings report. And the National Crime Prevention Council says Snapchat has become a digital open-air drug market, allowing drug dealers to market and to sell fake pills to unsuspecting teens and tweens. And and they want the uh, Attorney General and the Justice Department to take on the case here. Holy mackerel. Boy, this is good progress, isn't it? wonder how many kids have died buying uh, buying fentanyl through Snapchat and their and their parents never do your kids sitting in the room scrolling 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 and you got to keep track of the packages coming before Snapchat existed according to one of these uh, researchers there was no way for these dealers to find these kids there was no way to get the drugs to them that that's why I was wondering how it worked I've never been on Snapchat Now they can have it delivered like a freaking pizza. One drug dealer who used Snapchat uh, is connected to the death of two young adults in Orange County. Alexander Neville was 14. Daniel Elijah Figueroa, 20. They thought they were buying prescription painkillers from deals arranged on Snapchat. The pills they took were 100% fentanyl. Well, that's going to kill you. Instantly. Neville, the 14-year-old, had told his mother two days before he had purchased oxycodone from somebody on Snapchat. And he told her he was scared because he wanted more. His mother took him to a treatment facility. Next morning found him dead on the bedroom floor. Fingers and lips were blue. And she said, I didn't understand how he could have taken so much oxy that he died. That was the day we learned about fentanyl.
6: 14.
3: 14 boy if your kid tells you that you bought some oxycodone and you already feel addicted you gotta you gotta lock him up immediately you can't wait a day because he went back on Snapchat and how the hell did they deliver this without the parents noticing does anybody pay any attention or are the parents busy scrolling too? And are disconnected from uh, from what's going on. Uh, the DEA subpoenaed Snapchat to get her messages, her son's messages. It took nine months for Snapchat to respond. Oh, there you go. You see, Snapchat doesn't care. They just issue public relation messages about, you know, I'm sure the safety of our users are a paramount concern to us. So Amy Neville... When they finally got her son's messages, it took nine months, and it showed that her son, Alexander, had met with a dealer from Snapchat, and his name was AJ Smokesy, S-M-O-K-X-Y. Then three months later, the 20-year-old I mentioned, Figueroa, was found slumped over a bed at his grandmother's house. Snapchat was subpoenaed for his messages, and he had arranged to purchase Percocet from a dealer who used the Snapchat account, Arnoldo, long dash 8286. It took Snapchat seven months to remove that dealer from its platform. Seven months! And the dealer was supplied by A.J. Smokesy. Snapchat will not comment on pending litigation. They're trying to dismiss the case. In fact, they claim that federal law shields them from being held liable for the content posted on its site by third parties. How about that? They don't, they don't police drug dealers selling fentanyl to kids over at Snapchat. When they finally get caught, they don't respond to a subpoena for nine months. And then when it, when the case goes to court, they say, well, we have uh, the law says we're protected. In other words, the law says we can sell, Fentanyl over Snapchat, and you can't do anything about it. Yikes. More coming up on the John and Ken show. Ken is away. We'll be back together tomorrow. And uh, Conway's coming up in a matter of minutes. Um, Now, you know, I love a team winning a championship as much as anybody. But, (laughs) Eric, you probably saw this, right? Yeah. (laughs) Now, you know how Deborah like, laughs? Uh, We went over these stories where animals turn on humans. And there was a story about a a dog pulling the trigger on a hunter and killing him in in their car. And then there was a shark that bit the head off, a scuba diver who was collecting mollusks. Well, I laugh when human beings do stupid stuff and end up uh, (laughs) getting hurt. (laughs) Eagles fans, after the Eagles won the NFC Championship game, they stood on top of a bus shelter. I don't know, what do you think about A dozen of them were up there?
1: At least.
3: Yeah, and they were standing on it, and somebody has video of this. It suddenly collapsed, and they all fell right through the glass roof of the bus shelter down, I guess, oh, I don't know, probably about 10 feet. Yeah, probably six to 10 feet. Six, six, eight, 10 feet, yeah, and crashed to the ground. And uh, it's a quick shot on video. You hear the crowd screaming and gasping and all. So I don't know. Some of them were hurt. Uh, but I, I never found a story that says how badly they were hurt. Maybe they all fell on top of each other, and <laughs> it's they looked. There was a photo of them standing right before they fell through, and they just looked like the dumbest clucks you could imagine. I mean, <laughs> a few years ago, remember they they won a Super Bowl. Well, in 2018, it was just five years ago. Yeah. So it's not like you know they're Cubs fans waiting a hundred years. It's five years.
1: Well, and the Phillies were just in the World Series this past season.
3: Right. So they've had plenty of of uh, plenty of good fortune here. But if you remember a few years ago, they were they were climbing light poles, and the police had greased the poles in downtown Philly, and it didn't stop. And these guys were climbing up the greased poles anyway.
1: They did it yesterday too.
3: Oh, did they grease the poles again yesterday? Oh yeah. It says at 1 point 7 people were hanging from a traffic
1: light. How much do you have to drink? A lot. I mean, well, think about when when teams win championships here in LA what goes down. Oh, yeah,
3: they burn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's serious. <laughs> this is kid stuff, right? <laughs> well,
1: I mean, some might argue Philly fans are a bit crazier than LA fans. Yeah,
3: yeah, the the Lakers fans are more violent though. You get you, you get uh you get you get uh real vandalism and looting and fires going on. Cars turning over. Yeah, right. I mean those are the professionals. So, I but I I saw the video today. Somebody had it on Twitter. I just kept watching it over and over again. I couldn't get enough of it. it was, they had it in a loop and I just kept watching them fall through and fall through and fall through.
1: Could you just imagine being one of those people on top and the second you realize you're starting to fall through, what's yeah. going through your head? Yeah.
3: I remember a few years ago, there was there was video of
1: uh, a Malibu beach house. Oh, and, yeah. yeah the, there was a party or something on the a deck. A party,
3: yeah. And that was a overloaded beach yeah. house. Probably, a, I think it was a wooden deck. And they all went crashing down to the bottom.
1: I mean, you can kind of tell when one of those decks are going to go. And realistically, does going on an elevated surface usually end well?
3: No. No, whenever, when it's overcrowded and everybody's drunk, somebody, somebody's going to fall. Somebody's going to pitch over. Now, completely changing the subject for a second because I'd forgotten about this story and I wanted to mention it. That idiot Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, you know, big fraud. There was a $250 million bail bond on him. Somehow, I don't know, his parents helped bail him out. You know what they used to bail him out? They have a home that they own that's worth $3.5 million. It's Five bedrooms, 3,000 square feet. It's up. Well, it's on the Stanford property. Stanford own, owns the land underneath. They own the home. Um. Anyway, they were able to uh, use that house to, to bail their idiot son out. I don't know why, but that bugs me. It's perfectly legal, but the family is so obnoxious and entitled.
6: Conway's here. Would your dad bail you out? Would I don't my, think my dad would.
3: My, my dad never had any money. Yeah, It would have to be for a parking
6: ticket. See, that that hurts me even more because my dad did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would still say, no, 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 no. I got to go to the races. Um, bad news, sad news just happened. Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley just passed away. Oh. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, right? It seems like I, I would have said she was probably, I don't know, in her 60s. She was 75 years old, though.
3: Yeah, well, my, that was about, a good time. Forty-five years have passed.
6: Yeah, think, yeah. That, that is unbelievable. Uh, so we have uh, that. We'll talk about that tonight. Plus, uh, um, Dan Dalton, who I'm related to actually, bought a prison up in Central California and turned it into a pot farm. There was a big, huge article in the LA Times about it. <laughs> <laughs> so all the people that were arrested and thrown in jail for pot, they're now growing weed in the. In You're the related to him. Yes, that's my cousin. Ah. Yeah, who's doing better than I am. Can, yeah, I'm saying, can you get a piece of that? Like a friends and family? Uh... I almost got, a friend of mine wanted to get into the pot business. And he says, hey, let's open up a pot shop. I like, okay, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, a place where, uh, you know, uh, criminals love, two things criminals love, drugs and money. Yeah. And I'm going to be, what, manning the store every that's night? That's right. You get can do, out of here. Well, you can do the day shift. That's right. And then uh, uh, CBS, Walmart are cutting the pharmacy hours due to a staffing shortage. Nobody can get any medis- medication anymore. Uh, and then um, I think that's it. That's uh, it's, I it's that a light everywhere. show.
3: I, well, I'll get you through <laughs> about a half an hour. All right, Conway coming. Yes, dig dog. Michael Crozier has the news. Let's go. Uh, live in the 24 hour KFI newsroom.
6: Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the
4: Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh and two Door Cinema Club.
0: Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done. Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up to at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.